You're listening to what Lord Freeze and I love to listen to, Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. Wait, Lord Freeze, don't start the show without me. The Elijah Bailey Show is sponsored by Blackened Studios, located in the heart of Oklahoma. Blackened Studios provides podcasters with a voice to express their ideas, opinions, and to share their passion with the world. Black and Studios houses a variety of podcasts, and to join this team of motivated podcasters and engineers, send them an email at podcast at blackandstudios.com and visit their website at blackandstudios.com. And if you just want to support the studio and other podcasts like this one you're listening to right now, follow them on Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at Black and Studios. Remember, it's Black and The Elijah Bailey Show is also sponsored by... Monkey Rape Repellent. We know that a few years back, Richard was violently raped by a monkey. And that is why he doesn't like monkeys till this day. Well, the dedicated scientists here at the Black and Studios compound have made this perfect ape monkey repellent using bananas, toenail clippings, copies of Planet of the Apes, and also Richard's aftershave. They will not. Wait a second. You put Richard's aftershave in there? Why? That's what attracted them to him the first time. He's going to get raped again. It's not, this is not going to work. But you only put Richard's aftershave in there, correct? I mean, it's just Richard then. So, I mean, he was, he's fine the first time. I think he'll be fine this time. It doesn't matter. We're, we're okay. All right. So simply call 1-800-SIMEON and your formula of monkey rape repellent will be sent to you overnight from The Elijah Bailey Show. And three, two, one. And we are back, folks. We're back here again. Episode 97 of Oklahoma's favorite podcast, their only podcast. Like, there's other podcasts here in Oklahoma, but they're not, like, podcast podcasts. They're more like mini podcasts, and we are an actual podcast. Wouldn't you agree with me, Richard? Yes. Thank you. I feel it. You feel that? Yes. I feel the heat. Yes. The heat in the room. I feel yes. like I'm a WWE superstar right now like a heel because yes. josh unruh is gonna send me some kind of message on facebook with like long hair attached to it yes uh vinton bain he's been mia for a while but uh, his mohawk is still still the same and then yes. caleb haldane you know he's gonna be sucking off nick and then like abruptly stop when he hears it's like what yeah what are they talking about we're not podcast but this is episode 97 and we don't want to waste any more time because we have a special guest on the show and yes. we just how many more yeses are we going to have? This is like half. This is like, you sound like Xenos right now. Like He says like <laughs> the shortest yes. one phrase words. But we have a special guest, and we have to cover the one-hour special of Dragon Ball Super. God damn it. It was a thing of beauty. It was a thing that I feel like my balls dropped a second time. Uh, there, there's not anything else I can say about it. Mine it was, didn't. Yours did? No. Did they drop before? Uh, it's already been dropped. And Are you sure? This episode was... Um, but it didn't make your balls drop. No. Though. That's... that's Not at all. It's kind of disturbing. Well, I feel like we're supposed to be on the same like ball drop level, mm. but it must be because you won the last game challenge. Mm, I, I think it's... We'll get into it. Okay. But that being said, the Elijah Bailey show starts right now. that music comes in yes it is time yes to rhyme yes 
I like to scat every now and then. I feel like that's just as good as Ronnie. Nope. That's the first time you say no. Mm-hmm. You son of a bitch. <laughs> My son of a bitch of the week is Richard Tapper. But without further ado, we have a man on the line. He's been, he's ever since that episode came out last night, he has been on Skype, on hold, waiting for us to come into the studio to talk about this. We have a man that I met out uh, in my travels, on my walkabout, when it was long, treacherous days. I had no water. I had no shoes on my feet. I looked Jamaican half the time. But Mr. Haley Lee, how are you, sir? Yo, what's up, y'all? Oh, look, you you guys hear that? I I have a I have a confession to make. What? Um, I don't know what Dragon Ball is. Oh man, is that uh, is that going to affect anything? I mean, no, because most Dragon Ball fans don't know what Dragon Ball is anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They pull facts out of their ass. Very true. (laughs) The time that Yamcha trained Goku to take down Freeze, they're like, oh yeah, well we're never going to talk again. But (laughs) when me and Elijah first met, I was actually in the middle. Of a, of a rant. I think we, we met like a, at a Funimation event or something, right? Oh, yeah, the, the Funimation premiere for that uh, fairy tale. Right, right, right. And we and I was in the middle of a rant about just uh, basically our, our nerd generation community being split down the middle and about, you know, dubs versus subs. Now, I know this is like an age-old debate, mm-hmm. but it goes like deeper into... Uh, what the creators of something uh, want to be portrayed as when when you when you make something, you know, because when it gets gets over here, it gets lost in translation and stuff. So I'm not I'm not even gonna go gonna go into the quality <laughs> about <laughs> you know dub work in general, it, which you know sometimes is good, sometimes it's bad or whatever. But it's more like if there were dubs where you know they're they're making stuff that with uh, basically all the intentions of the original source material. Uh, it would be a lot better. And Dragon Ball has been a victim, I feel, of that. <laughs> so as I was going huh. off on this huge rant, Elijah comes up to me. He's like, yo, we got to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> I think I had some uh, some scotch or something at that time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was a little inebriated, but still, my my passion was coming out and I, I guess we 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 figured out that we were both uh huge dragon ball fans so. yes that is yes. cool look at that uh, it dragon was, ball is just you you reunite everybody they do they do <laughs> and it was, it was the first thing that i remember you saying is uh i need to ask you a question like once we got on this topic it was me ruth ann thompson and you and then uh who else was in the huddle with us um, i think Guy, Guy De Silva and, yeah. and um Another and then it, there's there's two other people I I don't remember it's a little fuzz, fuzzy right now but, a little hazy <laughs> but it was funny because you go the way that you answer this question or the way that you reply will determine our friendship <laughs> and so everybody like gave a goddamn uh, rundown of their history in anime and subs and dubs but it's good conversation <laughs> though it was it was it was a nice time because that was my first first time at a Funimation premiere and then I was actually that was the first night I was out in Cali so I was like we go here uh, didn't really want to be. Like in the spotlight on the red carpet, like oh man, it's just why not geek out and talk about subs and dubs and anime? And it's just a fucking good time. And I was like, man, you have to come on the show uh, <laughs> to talk about anime. And then it just lines up that we had this monster of a fucking episode for Dragon Ball Z. Um, right, monster is correct. Yes, but before we get into that, um, let's let everybody know 
what you do out there in Cali because you have done some, uh, and what I've heard from you, some nerdy projects. You're a filmmaker, director, writer. So uh, give uh, the audience just a little brief history of who Mr. Lee is. Not Bruce Lee. We're talking about Haley Lee. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the Haley Lee version is a little blacker. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, ever since I was a kid, I loved, you know, storytelling and, and writing in, 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 in general. And I always knew I wanted to, to make films. So as soon as I hit 18, I kind of moved out to L.A., um, started working in production, you know, uh, music videos and uh, doing the PA grunt work, getting producers and stuff, coffee and stuff or whatever. Um, and after a couple years of that, I, I finally made some friends um, who... Not not finally, as in I didn't have any friends my whole life. I mean, <laughs> I had friends, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to to confess <laughs> truth here with us, Haley. You can. It's okay. We are we are now your friends. It's okay. Oh, there, there we go. There we go. Uh, sometimes it brings out some tears. Um, but no, yeah. So I I made some production friends who also liked anime and and things like that. And I spent a, I also I spent a year in Japan. Nice. Um, you know, le- learning Japanese, so I, I became fluent in the language. But I also um, just loved uh, not not only anime and manga, and also reading manga in the original language and getting some of the nuances that we kind of miss when things get translated and stuff. It's like you, you kind of get a new understanding of things, and then things I grew up with, like like Dragon Ball and stuff, I was able to reread and get a new grasp of and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, but coming back over to the states and coming back to LA. Uh, like I definitely feel like there's just sort of uh, a lot of things that the Japanese in, um, like anime and, and manga community, if they since they don't have the budget for in their live action films, you know they have like a certain storytelling, I don't know, epicness that they're nailing over there that you know hasn't really hit fully over here yet. Yeah. And, if, mm-hmm. and I always felt if we combined the you know uh, the abundance and you know uh, I guess I guess detailed skill work that we have uh, filmmaking wise in LA with with actually good Japanese storytelling and some some of the crazy ideas that come out come out over there <laughs> you need someone who basically understands both cultures fully mm-hmm. and then uh, basically can merge them and then uh, make some cool stuff and I know you know Hollywood has been you know, now that we're I guess almost done with Batman 15 and Captain America 38 and shit, <laughs> you know, like Hollywood's going to be looking for the next, you know, thing. And I, and I always knew like they were going to start, you know, taking anime projects and start doing that stuff. But ever since, uh, I was a little bit younger, I've always wanted to be like the, one of the first pioneers to kind of figure that out, whether it be adaptation wise or making my own projects that has, you know, resemblance or, or uh, inspiration from those things I grew up with. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh, made a, a first a, a stunt team that I became a part of that I started writing and, and helping uh, direct for and co-direct a couple of projects uh, called Thousand Pounds. Not sure if you guys are familiar, but we mm. did um, we did a Naruto fan film uh, actually because we made a you know a whole bunch of friends with a whole bunch of stunt guys and we were talking about. You know just how uh, they they would work on like Pirates of Caribbean and all these projects and like you know do these break making like stunts and <laughs> they go to the premieres and stuff and like none of the shit that that they almost died for was in the movie <laughs> and stuff so <laughs> you know after a couple uh, industry priorities were you know 
having drinks and, and talking to people and stuff, uh, where we all kind of came to the same cons- consensus and, you know, are like, hey, if we actually do some cool shit and focus on the fights and the stunt work, would you guys be willing to go balls to the wall? And all the people that we met were, were like, hell yeah. And, and also, uh, I guess the new ge- our new generation or familiar with anime and manga, and they love that shit too. So, yeah, we did that. So we did um, a Naruto uh, fan film, and I I wrote it in completely Japanese. So, oh, nice! <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Yeah. We 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 kind of dubbed it. Uh, I I I actually re, we we went back and did the voice of a Naruto and uh, in, in Japanese, and had the the basically the uh, the stunt guy who played Naruto kind of mimic you know the the, the voice uh, uh mm-hmm. the, kind of mimic the, the mouth movements and then and then i kind of taught the other guy who was rock lee um a little bit of basic japanese i, I look back on it now and i kind of cringe but for the for the time it was it was all right it was it was interesting and also trying to keep the authenticness of it um i, I, I feel like kind of kind of worked a little bit mm-hmm. um and then after that we did some we did some work from cap for capcom we did a um a street fighter cross tekken a video mm, nice. <laughs> and uh, it was it was it was cool because um, it, it was a promotion for the game of course and they're like hey if you guys uh you know come up with this concept and you know uh i i came back with like a 10-part web series because you know the street yeah. fighter and tekken are my two like two favorite um like story-wise fighting in fighting games are like one of my favorite genres mm-hmm. okay nice and uh and I was like, oh, dude, I fucking, of course, if these two, um, <laughs> if yeah, these two worlds this, come together, how, how, how it would work and stuff like that. And I, and I wrote this 10 part mini series and I'm like, okay, cool. If you guys get at least, uh, uh, I think, I think the requirement was like over a million views for the first episode will fund you for like the rest of the, the series. Nice. And <laughs> we released it and it got like 2 million <laughs> Dang. And we're all excited because, like, hell yeah! And then the game came out and did shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. <laughs> the game kind of crashed and burned. So did our uh, little dreams and inspirations of finishing the, the the story. But you guys can check that out too. Anyways, I did a whole bunch of other stuff, fan films, and uh, also worked on um, some other projects. I got a new project that I just finished that is coming out. I haven't really told anybody about it yet. Oh. So, um, are you gonna drop an exclusive on the show? <laughs> you know, it's weird. I was thinking about it. Um, you know, but I, I, I want I want to. I, you know what? Maybe if if we do another thing, I can I let you guys know. And the only reason why I'm being like a little uh, <laughs> a tease with this shit is because <laughs> just because I want to know where it's gonna drop first. I don't want to just okay. say, "Hey, I got this project coming," but I don't know what the fuck it's gonna be. <laughs> you yeah, know, what I mean? understand. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let me let me figure out where I'm gonna premiere it and where, you know, things are gonna come out. But yes, it's very geek, geek friendly and very like a, a project that, you know, uh, I, I've been wanting to do since I was a kid. So nice. But yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. much me, and I'm continuing to try to do the whole uh, live action adaptation stuff or slash inspiration. Oh, and one last thing was we had this um, uh, we kind of had this project uh, that. Was inspired by, I, the the whole Japanese filmmaking thing, but yeah, um, it, it was so it was called Clandestine. It was a it was a Kickstarter project that we did, and it was a it was a web series, and it's basically like 
Godfather meets X Men is about these like martial arts families who've been mm-hmm. who supernatural martial arts families who've been in power since the beginning of time and stuff and and they they kind of go into the shadows of society and stuff and uh, <clears throat> yeah it was a a thing where we all came together and was working on our all own original IP and mm-hmm. it was pretty exciting and it was fun um, but then the business side of Hollywood kind of bit me in the ass a little bit we teamed up with a couple of uh you know production co- companies advertising companies and stuff and it was just like i I'd, I'd realized at that point how naive <laughs> i was you mm-hmm. know as, as, as a kid and just a dreamer and just a creator and wanting to make stuff but not knowing what the best route to, route to go yeah yeah so um uh we we did have one episode that we made we were we we're supposed to make two um and then it, the the project kind of kind of fizzled, uh, as in the actual what we're doing. But um, it hasn't died. As in, I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to yeah, bring it, it back and do stuff. But yeah, it's like well, once you, once you get into business with other companies and like you know actually Hollywood itself, that's when things start getting weird because people again they're like, oh, you just don't want to make this for for fun because you want to make this it's like no nigga we try to make money it's like oh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah welcome well, to reality yeah <laughs> sure, right, back to reality get a little, a little uh, slap in the face but yeah no it's it's uh so that's the that's the one thing that i'm i'm sort of proud of but like have a little bit of a heartache for but yeah. uh it's uh yeah i'm still still working on it and i've after this project that i'm just currently still teasing out to you guys after <laughs> after I premiere that, then I'll probably get back on the train and finish uh, Clandestine is what it was called. But yeah, you can check Damn. out the, the Kickstarter in the first episode. But yeah, very martial hard martial arts and supernatural fighting heavy and stuff like that. And the, the concept at least was uh it's pretty interesting. So but yeah. See folks, this is what happens when you come to the Elijah Bailey show. You we get we let you get to know our guests and get some good shit as well. We don't we don't want to just bring bullshit to you. You gotta listen to the show, get some good shit to watch, to view, and then it gives you a different perspective because most people think about filmmaking either as they're in filmmaking, they went to school or they're working with somebody that went to school and that's teaching them, or it's just like, oh well, you know, they could have did a better job at this and the film. They have these ideas, but they've never really taking the steps to see uh, what the route is. And when you do have that wake up call about how business and Hollywood works and then how that affects your dreams, it does, uh, I don't, it doesn't kill. It should like light that fire uh, to get your, your project and your passion out there, but it does uh, help you change the perspective just a little bit in that, in the landscape that is film. So that's true. Uh, what we'll do and just being a creator in general oh yeah, yeah. dude i didn't yeah. went back to the drawing board about 55 times in the last 24 hours so uh, <laughs> with that being said let's take our first pause for the cause and when we come back i told you we're doing this dragon ball super special so we have to get into the background and we have to learn about Haley's anime history so we'll be right back from this pause for the cause Hey, this is your boy Frog. I'm here with Chris, Justin, and Philip, and we host Turn On The Game, the podcast. The show consists of four men commentating on the sports world. It's strictly opinion shows as if you were sitting on the couch watching a game with your boys. And you can follow us on Twitter at TurnOnThe underscore game. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at TurnOnTheGame. And you can even follow us on Instagram at TurnOnTheGame. <laughs> 
or you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher by searching Turn On The Game. You can email us at turnonthegamed4 at gmail.com. Turn On The Game is sponsored by Blackened Studios, Oklahoma City's premier podcasting studio. Turn On. We are back. Yes. And the only reason I'm going, mmm, is because uh, I'm, I'm sitting here digesting all the shit that Haley gave us just a minute ago. I think I'm about to make a film called uh, Beast Mode or Bitch Mode, the, the true life story of the Gamer Stand versus the Elijah Bailey show and the pod club. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what's going to happen in this game challenge. But I said we're going to get into your history. Instead of going, because typically animation, anime, we go into what's happening, current news, and this and that. But we just want to find out about Haley. So how did you get into anime? What was the first anime that you watched? Jeez, the first? Uh, probably, mm, it was like, it was either like a Studio Ghibli film or mm. like a, I think it was like This Isn't Our Star. Oh, mm. man. Classic. You, you just, you just did it, didn't Classic. you? I yeah, again. you know what's funny? Like, Fist in North Star will go down as, like, one of my favorites, of course, of all time. But when I first saw it, I didn't like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and, like, you're like, this is blasphemy, right? No, but the thing is, <laughs> I saw um, the dub, and I just thought it was, like, so weird. I was like, I, di- I just didn't get, like, uh, the feelings for what the what the characters were doing. And then the voices coming out, I thought, was just it, just, it didn't match. And so, I don't know, as even, I guess, even as a kid... Not knowing what anime was, I just, it just, I just felt it was like this weird thing that uh, th- that just didn't match. And then, <laughs> funny, uh, funny enough, when I actually um, started really getting into the series and then, and then reading the manga of it, and then what when I went to Japan, watching, you know, some of the uh, anime and stuff uh, like in the original language, and I was like, oh, this is actually tight. <laughs> but yeah so so fist of north star and like akira and all all those like you know hardcore like 90s things were like everyone just blowing everyone's mind like what is this like you know (laughs) i I was of course there and then and then yeah i got into to dragon ball because uh i had um you know you know like originally i think that was the same thing with dragon ball too like when the when um, Funimation started their uh, before Toonami, before that shit, it was like when it was on Saturday morning car- cartoons, mm-hmm. and they had the the ocean dub. Ocean oh. dub. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember watching it and going, "Okay, this is kind of kind of interesting. The fighting is pretty sick." And then you know, I was a, I, I guess as a kid, I was just a martial arts fan too. So I was like down, but I didn't really start like sucking it all up until like um, uh, I. I was trying to find Japanese import video games because I was also, mm. you know, a video game head kid. So, and I was trying to find Japanese import video games. And I found a store called Starland, and this is when I used to live in uh, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Is that where and, you're from, Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm well. I was born in Chicago and raised in uh, Fairfax or Oakton, Virginia area. Okay. So. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah. So I I found this place called Starland, and it had all these like episodes of drag well it just had a whole bunch of anime you know like the the the, the subbed 
uh, straight from Japan VHS tapes that they're like kind of bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this, see, for Crunchyroll, for Torrent, for all that shit, this, this is how. Make you feel this dirty. Is how, this is how it went <laughs> down back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> you usually have to go to the store, get that tape for episodes one through three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then come back to the store and, and just hope to God that episodes four through six is available, and so <laughs> and just take that shit. And you're like, damn, <laughs> you know. So that, um, but yeah, no, like, and they had Dragon Ball there. They had uh, Evan Gillian. They had all this, all this stuff, and that, I, that's when I hardcore started watching sub. And then I also had this. Um, I'm not gonna name drop him because you know. Uh, Fuck him, uh, but he's a, <laughs> he, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, in uh, early, early middle school, uh, he was a Japanese kid. He, he barely spoke any English. I mean, he, he was okay. He was he was decent, but uh, at the time, um, and you know, people made fun of him, but they were making fun of me too. So we were the two out, you know, outcasts of, of the of the class, and, and we became friends. And I went over to his house, and his family became like my family, and vice versa. And you know, we're, we're still best buds to this day, to the point where he's even my roommate now. And and he's actually the reason why I wanted to start speaking Japanese. So when I, I I didn't I went to Japan and I didn't tell him that I was going. And then I came back and was able to speak you know fluent Japanese with my childhood buddy. So that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> but um, because of him, uh, yeah, like he had all these tapes of all these anime that i didn't know of I, I haven't heard before and we would watch them i mean there, there would be no subs because he would buy them from like the japanese market and stuff and uh and you know i would just be chilling at his house and he would just be um exposing me to all these different titles mm-hmm. and dragon like he was i think he um had like a little bit of the cell saga and this is like again when funimation like ocean dub was around so like it still wasn't tsunami it still wasn't anything so people people like kind of knew what dragon ball was in america but yeah. it wasn't like as popular as it is it blew up after after a bit and he showed me a little bit of the cell saga and i was like goku fighting cell and i was like yo what the fuck this is crazy you know like I, I, it blew my mind as a kid so then of course i went to starland watched the whole thing over a summer like uh, yeah the yeah. whole thing where it was i think yeah i finished all the way yeah, I finished everything. There's a little bit of boo because, because again, uh, when you know people are renting things out and you you can't finish the certain yeah. arc because some some buy some asshole has has, has kept it out. Uh, yeah, late, way late too before. long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I finished pretty much all of Dragon Ball in one in one summer, and uh, I was hooked ever since. So, nice. but uh, yeah, but yeah, that was uh, and then from from then on. All, all, whatever has basically has a good story and is you know on the uh, tips of changing my way of of thinking and storytelling, which is a lot of great series and stuff nowadays. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much on board with. So, nice. damn, dude, he knew exactly nice. where I was going with that, dude. <laughs> but I mean, when you you always have to have that friend bring you in because Richard's the one that brought me in on the imported game scene. Uh, oh, with, with the anime, so <laughs> yeah, I had Man. A, you know, like quite that, a few imports. <laughs> Black market is what I call it. <laughs> yeah. That shit is one on one, though. It's like he, uh, when, at least at least earlier in the, I guess nineties, and I guess uh, still early two thousands too. There's just a, tons of cool ass games and stuff that did never came to the states. 
Oh, yeah. And I mean, same, same with anime. There's like, tons of anime that just never came over here and was never popular over here. And you're just like, God, why isn't why isn't this shit blowing up? It's like, and then you talk to people, it's like, Yo, have you seen this? And they're like, No, nah, man, I'll wait for the dub. It's like, Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to you, you have to just go and just watch it because uh, we do, and uh, I you're actually going to be a guest on a little bit of anime. But Monica's like, Oh, I'll just wait for Dragon Ball Super. And the dub, I was like, why? Why do you not want to see Goku versus Jiren? What the fuck's wrong with you? You know, it's all like, um, my, uh, I, I had a job, uh, day-to-day job at, uh, Deluxe for a period of time out here. Well, it was a good chunk. It was like, like two to three years. And, was, uh, basically we, uh, <clears throat> basically watched, um, made DCPs and stuff for, for, for movies and that are coming out in theaters and would send them all over the world. So that, that's where, uh, I, I, for the job, I would get to watch a whole bunch of different movies. Uh, not only all the, all the current mainstream stuff that's coming out, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, stuff that is like just going to be released in Brazil and that's, that's it. And then, you know, so you get a lot of like interesting foreign films and stuff but you also get an extensive view of like the dub process and like we had to <clears throat> we always have um translators and stuff come in and they would be listening to it in their respective languages and tell us if the dub is correct or if the subtitles are correct and stuff like that so we would have conversations with all the sub and dub people and uh it was always funny when uh like uh, talking about perception and like the filmmaker's original idea to to what's being portrayed in the dub or sub or whatever mm-hmm. of and like again we're not even talking about anime we're talking about like <laughs> um Captain America Civil War the Korean version <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. that that type of stuff and uh it, it was always funny where things so many things would be lost in translation and people are like ah we have a deadline we're trying to get it out or we're trying to make the market so it doesn't matter just just you know fly it out and it's like what <laughs> so so just in general, uh, like you, okay, reversely too. Sorry, sorry, I'm ping pong and all these things. But like when I was in Japan, I had a, had a host mom, and she was she was really cool, and she loved um, Friends, and you know, in Japan, like the TV show Friends. Yeah, the yeah, TV okay. show Friends. You know, all that, yeah. Um, and hang on a second, say that again. You said the TV show Friends, and then it kind of broke up a little bit. Oh, Rachel Ross, Monica, all that. That's what, yeah. that's what I said. Um. And we would watch it together. And I know in Japan they have they w- they have like friends dubs and things like that. But my host mom wanted to watch it in English with Japanese subtitles, and she said it was she felt it was funnier that way because you know she she didn't feel like it was uh, it, it was more authentic. You know what I mean? So even mm-hmm. in in like other languages, like they they appreciate. Like, yeah, again, so, like, Friends or something, I would want to watch in English because that was the original intention, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, if it's some movie from Paris and, like, there's French jokes in it, even though I probably am not um, so familiar with the French culture that I can get all the nuances, I would still want to watch it in French with English subtitles to, like, get the what the nuances of the of the, the characters and the filmmakers and what, and what they wanted to go off of instead of making some <laughs> weird, like, uh, equivalent yeah. big booty joke for for in this American dub version of this of French film. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I, I'm going on a little bit of tangent here, but uh, basically what I'm trying to get to is like there's a lot of stuff that's 
uh, lost in translation in all, yeah. and I'm not just talking <laughs> about anime and stuff, you know. So like when when I get all hyped about that and p- saying when I hear people w- waiting for, oh, I'll just wait for the super dub. It's like nah, just if it's available to you and it's there, it's like watch it how it was originally intended to be watched. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's gonna. Was it gonna add to the well? Was yeah, that because it's almost like you know that's how that culture uh, decided to write. You know, and actually, yeah. uh, but is that is that a Western thing? Because we do like to take a lot of shit and then change it. It's oh, what's better? No, I think do they it do it way, even or? like what he was saying earlier, even with Friends. You know, I think when they translate it into Japanese, I think the you know the like way that the, they say their sentences are different than the way we say our yeah. sentences, and we use certain type of slang. Not mm-hmm. just in the southern or whatever, but we use certain words that they don't use for that particular purpose. Same yeah. thing right. I say when we when we watch subs and then listen to the dubs, you're just like, wow, wow, <laughs> where did this one come from? Okay, yeah, and, and, and like even and best atten- intentions aside, and like I know there's a lot of hardworking people working on dubs all over the world, and you know, and and, I, and I'm not trying to make a a joke here because i know there's actually like um hearing impaired and uh, uh visually impaired people who still because we have we have this whole thing at, at deluxe too where we would uh do it for the visually impaired and hearing impaired like you can actually go to the movie theater now and um <clears throat> for visually impaired people blind people can watch movies hmm. and what it is is that they put on a uh a headset and you know they have the the movie audio playing through through one channel and then they have a basically like a narrator and he said basically explaining what the movie is in another channel so and of course that it's like someone watching dragon ball in japanese like who's visually impaired who wants to watch dragon ball like of course they're gonna need a dub yeah <laughs> like so so yeah. i get that you know like I, there there's certain circumstances where a dub is definitely necessary to to uh un- to, to understand or or whatever but if there's nothing wrong with you and you have eyesight enough to read subtitles and you can just like get over it <laughs> like a or learn the learn the language like i did <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like uh then cool uh i, I would advise you to Go ahead and watch whatever it is, whether it's a French movie or whatever, in its original language, just so you get the original intention, and then open your mind up to new things. Like that's that's the thing that I feel like uh, changing the palette to America's palette. That's why everything is so freaking closed-minded now. It's like nah, it's like it's cool because this is something from a different country, a different you know, and, and it's giving you new values that you're not familiar with. But at, at, reversely, at the same time, that's pretty awesome on you growing as a human being <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah, yeah uh, original of anything i'm always an advocate for as an anime fan as a filmmaker as a video game fan whatever whatever it is um give me the original version please there we go <laughs> so let me ask you this is you did say video game fan as well so how do you feel about remakes um you, you know that there is a thing where a lot of analog uh or uh, original copies of things are either broken or not compatible with certain stuff or you know you don't you know your sega saturn is busted (laughs) and you can't play anything Mm -hmm. on it anymore so like having a, a remake for a current generation 
to 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 experience it and play it like a HD remaster and stuff. I'm it, I'm fine with that. You seem um, you seem torn. A little a little bit because uh, yes, like there there are things where they kind of take away from what it originally was or mm. or if it's a remake from the ground up but then they kind of <laughs> update the game so much that it's a reminiscent of a game that's that could be released now you know instead of like just leaving it as it is and letting people experience it like or making it a easier tutorial or making the game easier because it was too hard back in the day or stuff mm. like that i'm, I'm kind of not a fan of but um but yeah it's it's weird like i want uh, availability as accessibility like I, I want that so like so my kids can play like the sega saturn games or super mm-hmm. nintendo games the stuff that i played as i as a kid and i don't have to go and buy a, a like 600 sega saturn off of ebay <laughs> so they can yeah. play something that i used to play but um if it's the integrity of keeping the game as it was or whatever is is lost because they want to add new bells and whistles and ultimately change the whole game itself then it's kind of weird but also too if we're if we're also trying to dip into the remakes and and stuff like where they remake it from the ground up in a game that's uh was an acclaimed game that still came out pretty recently like from a ps2 genre and they're just like trying to jump on like a cash cow and just trying to get more money to make you buy okay like resident evil like how many hd remakes or ports of resident evil have we gotten for all all consoles recently it's it's kind of a little bit ridiculous so just in that in that sense but I see. yeah but you know uh again accessibility on the fan for but just um remaking something just to make money is kind of a little bit you know i don't want to sound like elitist but it's kind of infuriating a bit hmm. slightly tad okay <laughs> just slightly yeah so what we're going to do now, we're going to take our last pause for the cause because when we come back, it's that big spirit bomb of an episode. We got to get into all the power ups, go through all of the ascensions to talk about DBS. So we'll be right back with the Elijah Bailey show. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Elijah 5000. Today, I've got a special offer for you. If you like wearing badass shirts, original themes from pop culture, comic book, and anime culture from original artists, then use our promo code at checkout at www.riptapparel.com. Promo code Elijah Bailey Show gives you a 10% discount, so you're paying less than anyone else. Make sure to go get your shirt, look cool as hell, and stay ripped. This is Richard Taplin, host of Black and Studios, The Black Box. Join Elijah Bailey and myself as we explore new topics on how to self-improve ourselves and also find out about everything that's going on behind the scenes at Black and Studios. Please be sure to follow us at Black and Studios on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also come to our website, blackandstudios.com, where you can find all the podcasts we record here. And to find this show, just type in Black and Studios, The Black Box on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podbean, you name it. Once again, thank you for your support, and remember, it's Black and And we are back. Uh, and you know what? Just jumping right back into it, we're going to go ahead and start with the music now. You hear it. Oh, in the background. You know it's time for Dragon Ball Super. 
Now, we've been recapping Dragon Ball Super every single week since it's come out. We, we may have been like a couple weeks behind uh, when Richard left. You know, we were two weeks behind. But we are back now. And we have episodes 109 and 110 that fucking ripped up the entire stage. Right? And I think that when they, when they made the stage, it was all just to... It's like there's holes and craters in the stage, but where did all these fucking pieces come from if the stage is still perfectly flat underneath it? But we are into Dragon Ball Super. So this was the one-hour special. They kept us fucking waiting with our hands in our pants. Uh, we, like a 40-minute special, but continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was, really. Uh, but we know that... Well, the prediction from last time, we predicted that Goku was going to absorb the spirit bomb and reach his new power. Um, and that's kind of what happened. But let's let's start at the beginning. 109, episode 109 was, um, was it? The ultimate enemy approaches Goku. Now let loose the killer spirit bomb. And it started off with Goku still fighting, uh, what's her name? Uh, Rhea, Rhea Brienne? Yeah, Rhea Brienne, something like that. And you got to see that Goku has no love for her. No love. Whatsoever. Uh, she threw the big uh, her version of the spirit bomb down, which two big ass hearts, <laughs> and he kicked the dog shit out of her. I was laughing so hard when he hit her. It is just fucking amazing. How did you guys feel about this for like starting the show this way? Like Haley, how did you feel about the show starting this way? Uh, continuation from where they left off. Uh, yeah, you know, like I, I'm. What the, the thing that I I, I feel is weirdly appreciative, but. You know, I understand a little bit of the frustration <clears throat> is that, you know, Akira Toriyama's like gag manga side, yeah. um, you know, like making making jokes of things. And goofy yeah, you could definitely see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like and st- starting off with that, it's like Dra- Dragon Ball Super is like a weird mix of all of them. Like mm-hmm. it's a weird mix of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. And of course, even a little bit of weirdly GT <laughs> a bit here and there. Yeah. But uh, like, yeah, I. I I, I, I feel uh, best and, and most happy when he's able to do a mixture of everything. So we have the badass, like, you know, Super Saiyan rock rock moments here and there that, you know, all the Toonami Dragon Ball Z fans love. <laughs> and then we have the, the Gag Manga uh, back to Tor- Toriyama root stuff that, you know, he, he loves and that started the whole genre. Um, so the, the mixture of the both I'm, I'm usually fine with and I enjoy and I, and I get a kick out of. So, um, it, it, it's, it's funny sometimes where you look at some of these like tur- tournament goers and these, these characters, you are like, what the, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, oh, or yeah. some of the designs are like so whack and, and lame on like on purpose, you know? Um, but yeah, overall, I think, I think it's, it's fun if, if you have like big payoff moments, like, like we did this weekend. So, yeah. How did you feel, Richard, seeing that? Did you just want to get to Jiren, or did you did you appreciate? Because that's the first thing I felt. I was like, "Oh, this is like the aerial uh, moment when he brought her from Doctor Slum and she beat the shit out of Vegeta." I could I could <laughs> see the humor. So, how did you feel? Thought it was stupid. You didn't like it. You no. just wanted to get into the fight. It's not even about I want to get into that fight. It's just um, I, I I'm still baffled to see why why is that character still around. Um, there's so hey, many other. They, they explained it last there's time. There's so she, many other characters that could have been. There's strong. so many other characters that could have been fighting. We have been in this tournament for well over ten episodes, and we're not even halfway done with the time yet. Correct. Yeah, that's true. Um, which 
that's that that's the that this is the flaw of Dragon Ball. Like period. <laughs> is they 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 always love to draw out stuff so much. And yes, there are fans out there who love it. And I'm not knocking you if you do love it. Me personally, um I'm just you glad just that I'm just glad the spirit bomb didn't last. Oh wait, it did last almost a whole episode, but it's okay. They're playing volleyball with each other. Anyways, the first fight, it, <laughs> the first fight, it was it was okay. Um, I thought it was kind of weird how that abruptly kind of ended, and then Jaren Jaren was uh, you know ready to like Go what down. made it happen to where they was ready to bang. Like what was the, it the, that the the, the, the god of destruction? But what totally. made him t- like what made him be like you know what? Did you, everything did you, else. Did you watch bang. it raw or did it with the subs? Because he Both. told, yeah, he told him. He said, "Hey, if Goku's the strongest one, go ahead and take him out, and the rest of them will fall. You know, take out the leader." And Universe Seven is their only competition. Like Universe Six and Seven have the most competitors on the field. Goku's the strongest, so if you take him out, boom, the rest of them will fall, and we're that a universe. So it took it took that guy that long to realize Goku was the. No, I, he was waiting because he didn't want Jiren to do anything at all. Mm-hmm. So, hey, well, you know, you get you're just talking about you know time and, and Dragon Ball's you know uh, propensity to, to to elongate everything, but you know like Goku's greatest enemy are uh, basically franchisers and commercials and shit. <laughs> like, you know, true. like it's 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 always it's always been about like how many commercial breaks and toys and shit can we get in in between every episode. Cause like, even if, if you go back Dragon Ball Z, uh, yeah, it would take 15 episodes for super Vegeta to happen and power up and shit. And like Goku to do a spirit bomb. But then if you read in the manga, it's just like two pages. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. manga is, you know, a lot more, you know, that's almost in every anime. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The manga is going to give it to you exactly how you prefer it to happen. Yeah, it's just always funny where you know we we all talk about that and we all we all make fun of that, but it's like that that's that's how Dragon Ball pays its bills because you know if you yeah. got three episodes of Goku doing a spirit bomb, that's you know uh, fifteen commercial breaks that they can make a whole bunch of money for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they don't they don't need new material. So I, I get it. That's one of the like just the, the black sheep bullshits of a Dragon Ball that I just like I put up with. And like, you know, one one piece is doing that shit now too, like crazy and it's like Yes, Oda, fuck. you motherfucker. Yeah, it's fuck it's fucking up the whole thing. Or what would could have been a, a great arc and stuff. It's fucking up the whole thing for me a little bit a little bit more, even though I understand. But back to Dragon Ball, it's like it's like, yeah, I, I, I get it. Um I feel like the 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 bullshit comic release stuff uh, needs needs to weirdly be there because if we just have you know all muscle bound like dudes who are all you know mean mean mugging each other for like the whole time like yeah it's 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 cool but then after a bit it's it's gonna get it's gonna get old so like yeah I mean you're you're a hundred percent right um, I just didn't think like this character needed. Um, Constant oh, yeah. reappearances in this tournament. Like she's been fighting for the like that, the, she's gonna fall everybody. Wait a second, I, I, <laughs> everybody well, got a piece of it. Well. <laughs> and I do like everybody just kind of just like let her go at the end. Yeah, or true. she dips out. And you I, know, I, you I, know, if they do some like pretty cool payoff with like Vegeta beating the shit out of her or something like that, they I, will. He's I, gonna I, be pissed. Yeah, I, I may feel that in the end it might be worth it if if they figure out some creative like cool way to deal with her situation. But you're right if they if she just like after uh, after ten more episodes of fucking with everyone's fights and then she just fucks off and then <laughs> it's over. Then yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you that she 
she she's definitely a wasted character. But right now, the potential for something is still there. So I'm not I'm not writing her off yet. But yeah, I know what you yeah. mean. I, I like the fact that uh, they introduce a universe that doesn't base their strength off of energy. It's on. I hate the fact that it's love, but. Mm-hmm. That's the reason she's untouchable right now. But I, the transformation in the cocoon to a fucking butterfly, come on now. You still couldn't touch Goku. Come on. just. So just, how did you guys feel after all that was you know done, said, and done? Let's get to the core of this show. Uh, how did you guys feel whenever uh, that guy of destruction came down and started talking to Jaren and was able to commute to him like that and you know just told him straight up, hey, let's get it fuck in. Fuck that motherfucker up. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm ready to see. What's going to happen? Is that when you start getting excited? Yeah, because the, the little throwdown with, I was like, either Goku's going to knock this bitch off the edge or it's him and Jiren. And when it stopped the way it did, like her rolling to his feet, and she's like, you don't ignore me. And then yeah. they just had that stare off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. This is like when my dogs are playing. All of a sudden they catch eyes and you go, oh, shit. Some mm-hmm. shit's about to go down. So I want to <laughs> see what's going down. I don't want nobody to get hurt. Like for my dogs, but in this one, I was like, "Yeah, let's see if." Because uh, I, I saw my boy Goku running a little bit, so in the trailer, so I was excited. What about you, Haley? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like when uh, when his big bug eyes, you know, like <laughs> it, it made contact with uh, with Goku and Rebrian, and like you know, she she had to dip. She's like, "Man, this nigga was crazy." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just got real over here. Yeah, yeah, it got it got real. Um, you know, yeah, and of course we've we've all been waiting for it. I, I wanted to. I don't know. I want. I wanted like a weird. Uh, I, I guess I just some something different. Some some sort of opening that Jiren does. Uh, that's not just like just start off with just him and Goku going at it. But uh, the, the way the way they started with like Goku testing them and stuff like that. I mean, it, it was it was fine. It was something I expected. But yeah, yeah, it, it was a uh, it, it was cool. Man, when uh, when Jiren took that step. The the first step of an ass whooping was with that right foot, and everybody back back got blown away. <laughs> everybody yeah. did back back. I mean, and that was it was almost reminded me of just like that. Um, it's almost like that that moment whenever you see and I'm not not knocking Jaren to be an evil person at oh, all no, whatsoever, no. but it's almost like seeing that evil person that's always been there, but you never seen their true power. Yeah, they're like, you know what, your mom and daddy ain't here no more, so fuck you. Yeah. Like, oh, so shit. when he started making those moves, it was just like. I I I got to give it up to Goku. Like it's not even him; it's the drawing. Like the way that they drew his. Like you you knew the logo stood out on his back. Like before he's been fighting, you haven't really noticed his logo. But uh-huh. when Jiren took a step and he hit that defensive stance, I was like, "Oh shit! This is it's about to get real." This is when him and Master Roshi fought in the Tenkaichi Budokai when he had his, his hand back. He always used that same fighting stance. I was like, "God damn, hair is getting blown back." And Goku's like, "Man, should we really have had this tournament?" <laughs> should should have gone down like this. So kind of like what Haley was saying, like you know when Goku was doing his you know test warm up, basically. Uh, Ooh, I wasn't tripping off that. I thought that was really good. I mean, that's how they that's left out Super Saiyan he, three. But it does make. I knew he. Cool. I mean, ap- after Black after Beerus, no, after you know, Beerus, Beerus fucked him. Yeah, did he go Super Saiyan three when his fight Black? No, no, he went Super Saiyan three with Trunks, and when they were that's doing, right, when, he went yeah Super Saiyan Trunk, three with yeah, Trunks. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Super Saiyan Three is a it's a thing of the past, unfortunately. It's yeah. just they're they're no point <laughs> and hitting he, that uh, hey, dusty rail hey, again. <laughs> hey, I haven't seen him use his hair yet as a weapon. Now, when he whips somebody with that damn hair, it's this will be called come a on back, come on back, back and forth, whip your hair back and forth. But no, it was a it was a very powerful moment. You just saw how uh, you know Goku was just taking it step by step, you know, level by level, and 
leave it up to the homie Krillin to understand exactly what's going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah he just, everybody else is freaking out, which is, you know. TN, you run a motherfucking which, school. Which, no, that goes to show you why TN is trash, <laughs> okay? That goes exactly to show you why oh. TN is trash, and he will always be trash. Um, trash? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, TN doesn't even realize <laughs> You don't start out with your strongest power? I always go 100%. No one cares, dude. This is why Goku beat you in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, like this, is why, this is why you was a true wild card on, in this tournament, dude. <laughs> we, just, we needed an extra spot. Yancha was doing extra stuff, and we just did not know. So we Say had no choice. We were looking for Master Roshi, and you just happened to be there. It was like, oh, well, Tim, I thought you died. You, you still trained to <laughs> But, um... No, man, it was beautiful, you know, seeing Goku going at it and then seeing Jaren, that's when you get to see a glimpse of his power even more. Boy, he used one fan and, and Haley which jump, jump cool. in one finger for Super Saiyan God mode and was just like what Goku basically did to Trunks when he got back, back from, from Yard Drive. Yeah. And I was oh, yeah, like, right. God damn, this dude is not only wearing some pointy ass white elf shoes, but he's wearing spandex and blocking Goku with one hand and he ain't got no nose. Fuck. No, don't need it. Don't Fuck. need it. Don't need it. And and we, we got to see them go up through the ranks now. When Goku did do the uh, Kaioken times 20, uh, Jiren did have a look of surprise when he uh, was – everybody knows this from the trailer. You have a ground shot. Uh, from It makes it look like it's a ground shot from a camera. But Goku lands. Jiren chases him. And Goku flips out of the way and does a command man. Jiren's like, oh, shit, I have to dodge this one. Mm-hmm. But the first one, you took head up. So why are you dodging this one? Is it is was it was it going to be that strong, or were you just caught off guard? I think it was more of just he was kind of low key caught off guard that Goku flipped and was about to shoot out Kamehameha. And sometimes you know you, you could take some hits. Sometimes you got to be you smart about it. Some I hits you be like, you know, what? I'm not I'm not about to brag. I ain't about to just take this hit. Let me just dodge out the way of it. Yeah. Um, so so based off one, I don't of, think I just knocked on his power level though. I I'm not saying I'm just saying was was to Goku like jump I think up it just surprised him. Uh, yeah. Haley, on based on this episode before we go into one ten because one ten is where the real shit started. Uh, mm-hmm. You know we had this little back and forth. What do you think the origin of Jiren's power is? Is he just like fucking crazy strong? Is he a former god of destruction? Uh, is he a fusion? You know, do you have any speculation on that? Um. Yeah. I, well, they, they started talking about how like. You know, there there was a being that uh, a mortal that was more powerful than than a god, and you know, um, clown god of destruction, homeboy. What's his name? Do y'all know? I have. I think I it's Belmont or Belmont. Belmont. Let's, let's call let's call him let's call him anime it. There we so, go, anime <laughs> it. Yeah, so anime anime it was like, you know, uh, kind of uh, after that little monologue about there being a mortal out there stronger. You know, like he kind of had that. Smile like yeah, y'all y'all don't even know what y'all messing with. So, uh, as as I don't know, I would like to think he doesn't have um, like connection to being like a previous god of destruction or, or any of that. I would like to think you know he is a, a, just a mortal that that could ascend but doesn't want to. And I, I if he's in like what the, the the equivalent of like the Galactic Power Rangers, right? Like mm-hmm. they're all like, Justice mm-hmm. Warriors or whatever. So yeah, I mean him, him being born and using his like ultimate abilities to like just write their whole galaxy or something um, might be kind of interesting. And not having any interest in ruling over, or becoming a god of destruction or whatever, because he has a you know propensity to be a hero. I guess. I mean, like everything about Jiren, like they're setting up to be the bad guy, but technically 
in this whole tournament situation, Goku's the bad guy, right? Technically, <laughs> like, yes. In, in mm-hmm. a sense, you know? So we're, we're all watching it, of course, from Goku's POV. Like, yo, this is the big bad. This is the Frieza of, of Dragon Ball Super right now. Um, even though Frieza's just standing right there. <laughs> but but in in the story context, like, Jiren's the good guy. So uh, unless, you know, we figure out that's not the case later. But so, and, that, and that's another thing when we, when we get to it. But, like, the, the spirit bomb shit i just thought wouldn't work in general because like isn't Jiren supposed to be like a, a pillar of justice and hope so like yeah and i think that just kind of goes out to like i think goku had to pull the spirit bomb because i think he got up against that wall like, yeah, he, that... like he understood that yeah this is still a tournament but i think at that moment everything kind of started snapping into him that oh shit i yeah. might actually lose this tournament Big... which will destroy my whole universe, universe and everybody's yeah. probably going to be really really mad at me yeah. right now this and they, <laughs> because they before this and before we get to 110 like uh the uh Rhea Baran's like well i need to get the dragon ball so i can wish for something beautiful or love or, or she wanted to be a god of destruction or some shit and she's like what do you want to wish for and he just picks and it's just like this very goku moment like i don't know i'll probably wish for something for chi chi or something for my sons i got this is what i want maybe somebody stronger to fight and then he got in that situation he's like you know what who who's my teachers we had master roshi uh kami and he pulled out everything that he learned from him i think and that's that combination kind of led us to uh, episode 110 because he did the kamehameha the spirit bomb the kaioken um, trying to sense his opponent, but he couldn't. That's why he had to go Kaioken times 20. So everything that he had learned up to this point, Super Saiyan uh, God, Super Saiyan Blue, was all from his teachers. And 110, when we get into that episode, that's when we actually get to see uh, the, the kind of the sacrifice. So episode 110 was Son Goku Awakens, the new, lo- uh, new level of the Awakened. And you hear a God of Destruction, or I think it was one of the Kai's like, man, they must have trained. Like they, Their training was harder than hard to make it to this level and everybody thinks that goku has died because he fell into the eye of the spirit bomb which collapsed and kind of made like a black hole and what we kind of learn right before xenos is about to press that button and say goku's out is he's done it before and in the film he absorbed the spirit bomb because he had depleted his energy so how do but but i mean i like he just grazed across that but that was that how do you feel about them passing the spirit bomb back and forth and I, I'm, I th- no. I'm calling it that, but yeah, I thought it was cool because the last time we saw it was again, like you guys were saying, a pure-hearted person like Gohan and Krillin when they bounced it for Vegeta. That's the last time that we saw somebody bounce a spirit bomb back. And when Jiren put that one hand up and just pow hit that shit back, like oh shit! And then he had to use two hands, but Goku was stra- struggling and straining the whole way. Uh, is one of those deals like is he going to win this? And then it's just going to hit Jiren and not have an effect because Jiren right now, Jiren did. I, I like, thought Jiren I thought was Debo. Like, yeah, I thought he was going. I actually thought he was going to just absorb that energy. That's why I actually thought might have happened just then. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you see, Goku uh, basically nutted and didn't take no more. Chi-Chi, <laughs> 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 I love you. <laughs> That's what he's thinking about when he's making the spirit bomb. Send me your energy so I can fuck Chi-Chi again. <laughs> have a third kid. But I did I did like the fact everybody just kind of read, hey, you can have my energy. And Vegeta's like, fuck, no, Dude, we're in the middle of a tournament. Fuck that. You got me fucked up. <laughs> I was super surprised Frieza did it. 
Oh, yeah. um, I was really surprised. I'm glad Frieza made the reference of it, but I was surprised that Frieza uh, was cool with hooking Goku up. Hey, he wants anybody to experience the damn pain. He did. Oh, that motherfucker hurt. Yeah, here, take this energy, Goku. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Frieza was, was hell yeah. Just about like all that nostalgia factor. It's like, oh, I get to see another nigga get hit by this? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we get to uh, Goku ascending to this new awakened state where the Grand Priest is like, oh, Oh shit! Hey, Zeno, shut the fuck up! What? What is? What? Perhaps, perhaps he's mastered it. And then Weiss was sitting over there getting that tingle in his balls too. Like, oh shit, he's done what no other god destroyed. This is like their ultimate goal: ultra, ultra presence or ultra. Uh, what was instinct? instinct? Ultra instinct. Translated as uh, yeah, ultra instinct. Yeah, ultra instinct. Dude, how y'all feel about that? Because Goku's putting up them Bruce Lee hands and shit. Oh, it was actually man. it was badass. It really was. Like I'm, I've been I've been talking shit on it all morning, but it was actually legitly badass. Like he was moving like in a way that even he was like, oh shit. But it reminded me of how Jaren been fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at the beginning when they were when all the gods were raining down destruction and how Garen was able to move, you know, all that stuff around and just like how Topo was shooting at Goku, it reminded me of how oh, Jaren was at the beginning. God damn. When he shot uh, man, I, I have to say this before I get to you, Hayley. When he shot at Goku and Goku tried to just turned and kept walking, I was like And I really liked the when that Goku just like slapped the dog shit out of one of them. Yeah, he's like, Get that bullshit out of here. <laughs> Dude, what was your favorite part of that episode, Haley? Um yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm on the on the page of figuring out like what the fuck Ultra in- Instinct is. Like, I just really want to break down into. It's a callback to the like, Saiyan lineage. Yeah, like or, or. That's like that's like the the extra muscle that black people have. I think that's what it is. <laughs> like the Saiyans have the Ultra Instinct. <laughs> Right. It's that, it's that, uh, and, the, and the back calf muscle it makes it jump so high uh, <laughs> right. uh well yeah it, you know but it like the awakening wise so it's like the spirit bombs coming down Jiren's pushing it back goku gets hit and i mean uh he gets sucked into the black hole thing and it's not it's like the spirit bomb energy in you know going into goku and goku absorbing it but it's more about you know the I, I guess the the being on the limit on 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 all of that like awoken something within him right it's not it's not that because it, it's not that Goku can do a, a spirit bomb and put it on himself anytime he wants and then he gets all super strong right like it's not that it's like something that like the all that pressure all, and all that all that stuff that was going on like took Goku instinctively to the next level right? yeah, it almost kind of took me to like like Chunk Sword. Mm-hmm. Like being able to do the spirit bomb through the sword, kind of, sort of, but like, kind of like what you were saying, Haley. Uh, I think it kind of broke him to that next level, and with all that energy that right. was, you know, natural energy from him and all his peers. Just like in the previous, we've seen him go. First time he went God mode was the help of his peers, because um, right. he can't do shit for himself. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> monkey ass, <laughs> monkey ass. But no, it was. I mean, and you're right, dude. I was super, especially when you saw the all the gods of destruction freaking out. Or like mm-hmm. super questioning what what is exactly is it really happening? Like is this really happening to this guy? Um, mm-hmm. it, it was it was a beautiful thing, and I kind of hate that Goku really didn't get a chance to fully fully understand it because as right. we saw him fighting, I think who was it? Was it Piccolo? No, who was it? Who who, who said he's he's constantly evolving? 
Oh, that was Piccolo. That Piccolo was, Piccolo. was sitting yeah, there because yeah, yeah. Gohan's like, "Dad, what's going on? Dad, I haven't fucking trained in Dad, years." Let me talk to you right now because I know you're not busy, but Dad, your eyes—they're black. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> you never was around. <laughs> Send more money from hell. I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I know like when after the whole fight scene, which was sickly animated by the way, but uh, was done. I love, I love Vegeta. You know, coming over to Goku's like, "Yo, so what the fuck was that?" Yeah, yeah. he really did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you gotta tell me he them tricks. He's like, "Hey, dude, uh, what, 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 what kind of shit you just pull out your ass? Right. Where'd that come from?" Yeah, and like, I love how he's not even like, you know, oh, oh, for like fifteen episodes, he's just like, "Nigga, what the, what the hell was that? Tell me exactly what you did." It's like, "Oh, you don't know now? You don't know? Oh, motherfucker!" You know, like, yeah, and then he disappeared. Yeah, he hit him with the. It's like, I don't know what happened. He, like, you bastard. After you know several things that that just goes to show their relationship now. Because after several shit of Goku turning Super Saiyan the first time and, you know, Vegeta turning Super and Goku turning Super Saiyan 3 and them just being constantly shocked about what each other can do and, like, Goku going God and then they both go God and stuff. It's like, it's not even like now it's like, oh, man, like, that's so amazing. That's so, it's like, okay, so what, what's the trick on this one? Like, because, nigga, I'm about to do this next or, or no, whatever, you know. By like, myself. That's the kind of feeling I felt like I I had uh, uh, watching it and and seeing their growth as as characters and and stuff as in like these universal universal godly powers is isn't something that's you know it's something that that's expected <laughs> not yeah, yeah, not yeah. surprising surprising anymore you know yeah so that, and that, I think it was also like a like you kind of building what you were saying hey I think it was almost also Vegeta checking up on Goku. Right, uh, could right. see no one else ran out there, but Vegeta was quickly by Goku's side. Uh, yeah. And even though he didn't say, "Hey, dude, are you all right?" I think that yeah, was his form like, of him checking up on him. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, how'd you do that? Can you talk? Yeah. Okay, you can talk. Oh, okay, motherfucker. So I'd have been like, gotta... "Are you are you about to kick my yeah. ass again?" So 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 Piccolo can grab me. Or are you going to help my ass up this time? Yeah. Well, you know, like the, the, the fact that their conversation, like Vegeta's. Obviously, it's like, yo, your heart's not exploded or something, right? <laughs> like, you're not, like, you didn't overexert yourself to the to the max. Like, you're still with us. And, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, Vegeta's weird way of checking up on him, you know, the Vegeta two-finger piece and, you know, <laughs> hug, hugging trunks with one half-ass arm, you know? Like, yeah, that's how that's how he shows a little bit that's of love, I guess, you know? But, yeah, it was good. Yeah. And I was glad to... I know that sounded bad, but it's okay. It was good to see Jerry shut that shit up. <laughs> oh, but it was beautiful because he went to like we saw a piece of Jaren's power. I feel like at the end, at the end. Okay, this is what, and we'll go into our predict- predictions next because it looked like because Jaren said this is you know saying you're interesting, and he said that heat that was coming off Goku. I thought he can absorb like that aura that was around him was what he took off of Goku and then threw it back at him with the blast. That's oh, what I thought. Okay. Did you guys get that too? Or I, yeah, I, I can I, see that. I, I, my, my mind went there for a minute, but I was like, nah, if if everyone's talking about Jiren being as badass as he is, like he he personally, I feel like, needs to admit something. I mean, his his ability might be that he can just absorb any And he doesn't ever use it. Energy. Yeah, yeah, any type of energy or, or whatever. But um, I, 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 would, I would think... Well, at the same time, like, uh, anime It Boy was going crazy watching Goku, like, go to this Ultra Instinct thing. So, th- yeah. so that makes me makes me think that Jiren isn't about it. Like, it do- can't, like, low-key do it either. Because mm-hmm. 
Because because then anime it would have been like, oh yeah, there's a second one, you know, like yeah. so that that that's the only thing that's well, kind of that, com- that's co- confusing me as in it can go both ways. Either Jiren's absorb absorb you know part of uh, Goku's ultra instinct, fired it back at, at him like you said, um, or he just or, shut that or, shit up, or he has something <laughs> that has been that he's been holding. For a while, and then he that we finally saw a little bit of Jiren's power. Yeah, because even the, even when he was doing the spirit bomb thing, you know, it was full gone, and he to, he dropped his hands and was and like, he, he did it with his eyes. He's like, I ain't know why I'm showing out right now. Let me yeah. just why well, I'm wasting my muscles. The, the, Mars again, tired. <laughs> the stuff that we saw from Jiren. <laughs> He, we just mean mug a spirit bomb. Exactly. Yeah, he, he mean mugged it, and then he hit Goku about seventy five fucking times with no hand. No hand. People's like, I'm seeing, like Vegeta, I'm seeing this shit, but I ain't, I ain't even, rebel- and I'm a fucking saying, I, you know, I don't, shit even I don't understand do. I don't what's going shit. on right now, but I'm <laughs> seeing him get the shit with, with be out of him right now. <laughs> but my predictions for next episode, I mean, you, we saw Freeze at the very end talking to Goku. He's the one that scooped him up. Say, hey, you know, it's funny because this reminds me of Namek. We switch places. He's giving, he's gonna give Goku energy. Because we see in the trailer, Goku's back up and moving around with his black hair. He's regular Goku. Uh, He's recouping Goku. (laughs) Yeah, like Master Roshi was. Uh, We see Vegeta taking on Rhea Brand, probably about to whoop her ass while Hit takes on Jiren, which I think Hit's going to get completely shut down. Like, he, he, they showed a part where he phases through and punches him in the back, and Jiren's going to be like, either that tickles or thank you for scratching my back, and then fuck him up. That's what I See, feel like. It's going to be a happen. complete fuck up on, on yeah. Hit. Yeah, I'm going to think that, that I think everybody got, knows. I think Hit got something up his sleeve. You think he's got something mm-hmm. else? I, yeah, I think he has something up his sleeve. Because well, Hit's his too, he's too smart to go into this tournament the exact same way how he was when he yeah. previously yeah. fought anybody. That is true. Uh, now, does he, is he on their level? I'm not saying that whatsoever. But, but, you, I but think he, he ain't no some. fool. And no. Then you think- but, but also, too, I love, I love how, I mean, I, I hope, I, I love the concept, but I, and I hope they push it a little bit more. Just the concept that Hit is, is an assassin, which is, like, totally different from what a warrior is. Jaren did know him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, so, so and, and even even the, the like, he he was waiting the whole time for opportunity to just like take out Jiren because you know he's, he's you know and then at the end trying to trying to uh, assa- basically quote unquote assassinate him uh, uh, as soon as he finished off Goku because you know that's the the time where you're I guess you get most relieved after you take down a powerful opponent so that's the time you're you're um, you're you're just you're basically senses are weakened and like mm-hmm. it was yeah, take kind him of off guard yeah. Like even with that like little moment, it's like nah, he's not gonna do what Goku would do and walk up to him. It's like, yo, you ready to fight? Let's do this. You know, like <laughs> like the, the fact that say, what the fuck you he took the first opportunity he had to like just try to knock Jiren out um, goes to show uh, what you were saying about uh, he he definitely has to have something up his sleeve as an as an assassin and not as a just a pure blooded Saiyan warrior who wants to fight everything. He just wants to get done his job and his 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 mission and accomplish it you know because mm. he's, he's working right now yeah yeah that's true <laughs> so that's my prediction i think okay. i think we're gonna see you know i think goku's gonna be back burning we're gonna see hit actually you know oh, i yeah. think other people are gonna be joining in too hey, you know uh, what i want to see is outside of frieza giving goku energy like is because they, they were able to give him energy for the spirit bomb so why can't master roshi and them still on the sidelines to give him energy they did no i'm like like for him to recoup versus oh, i think they got away with it on the low low <laughs> just because zeno's like this so yeah Zeno's uh, distracted well i mean thank you for being on the show today Haley. 
Uh, yeah. The, the one-hour special, only it only got more special because you're here on episode 97 of the most illustrious podcast in the world at the most illustrious podcast studio here in Oklahoma. Don't do not do that. Uh, tell people where they can find you on the interweb, Haley. Um, yeah, well, you, if you want to look at my previous work, you can just look up uh, uh, Thousand Pounds or Epic Rival on, on YouTube and some of our either Naruto fan films or uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken uh, fan films or will be will be up there. You can jump in the, the discussion with all the comments saying, uh, oh, oh, Rock Lee would be like that or or oh man, these this is this is great. <laughs> so, yeah, this is dope. Either, either 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 or fields. And um yeah, I mean I I have some stuff uh, coming out again and if I if I'm a I'm a, a guest again in the future and I have something to announce I'll uh I'll let everyone know where they can find my new stuff. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah, you. We'll, yeah we'll, definitely send it to us, and we'll you know, definitely tag it in. And, and we'll have you on next week, so you can go ahead and just drop it then. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, All right. But uh, <laughs> Richard, where can people find you in Black & Studios? Black & Studios on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can email us at podcast at Black & Studios and check out our website, blackandstudios.com. Um, oh, that was nice. And you guys can find anything and everything that you need to know about the Elijah Bailey Show on our official Facebook page, Elijah Bailey Show, or at Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Elijah Bailey Show without the W at the end. That's just S H O. Send your emails to Elijah Bailey Show at gmail.com. And if that is too much of a fucking hassle, which I know it can be sometimes, that's all right. Just simply subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. In your review, you can leave a comment, suggestions for topics for us to talk about the show, or enter in chances for our giveaway. Now, before we go, make sure to visit our sponsors, Ripped Apparel, at RippedApparel.com, and use our promo code Elijah Bailey Show with the W at checkout to get a 10% discount on any of your purchases for any anime, video game, or pop culture t-shirts that you do buy. And then also, lastly but not least, join the Bailey Nation contributing at least $1 a month helps us pay for production costs, new equipment and provide more awesome internet content and podcasts for you. So just go to patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show. Thank you again, Haley, for being on the show today. Yeah, no worries guys. It's fun. Yes. Thank you, sir. We will have you back and we will talk more things. Anime. Well, actually we might just get into video games since you're a video game head, but Richard, thank you as always. Thank you. I am the Living Prophet, and me and Richard are getting ready. Make sure to join us at 4.30, the Pod Clash. Oh, fuck. I forgot this comes out Thursday. So then I can, yeah. Make sure to go to our Twitch page, either the underscore Buckety or Elijah Just underscore 5000. Let's do this. By the time this episode out, It'll be on your Twitch everybody page, would know that I already won. Shut so up. thank you, everybody. Just with, go with, to my page and just say, Way to go. Who can stop you? That's all you need. <laughs> you yeah, what, y- what y'all fighting in? What y'all fighting in? Uh, a bunch of old school games from 91 to 95. Yeah. Uh, 92 to 95. 92 to 95. It, just, it ranges. I think Street Fighter's in there. Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu's in there. Shaq Fu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a couple other games. I can't remember off the top of my head. It doesn't matter to me. I don't practice. Uh, I'm like yeah, Alan We're not Iverson. like John Stone. I don't practice. I don't time. practice. And I just. Losers. I just take W's and uh, dish out L's, and I uh, have a lot in my pocket to hand out today. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad y'all just have me on the podcast and not, you know, with y'all there because uh, I think I would take the L's from all y'all. So, well, I, mean, I, I I I will give you the L's. I will give you the L's, sir. It's it's fine because I'm I'm saying that I would take the L's to make to make it so y'all look good, you know. But oh, then okay, got I, you. Behind the scenes. 
uh, you know, I, I would whoop you all's asses. Yeah, what like, I'm trying to say. When we're not streaming, you get the W's. But when we are streaming, you're the L man. You're you're a worker. Like in, in right. the yeah. Okay, yeah. got you, got you. So yeah, I'm, help, I'm helping y'all out. But you, you know, booty <laughs> is booty to me. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to Whether have it's you down free here to booty play with us. <laughs> or booty that you're resisting to give to me. I'm going to take, take the, the booty. booty. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is Haley Lee joining Richard Taplin. Yo. And Elijah 5000. Thank you guys. We will catch your ass in the next podcast. Hey, everybody, it's me, Elijah 5000, back at the end of the show with everything you want and need to know. And today I'm bringing you podcasts and cosplay of the week, followed by anime and manga of the month. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce the podcast of the week, Batman, the animated podcast. Welcome to an interview variety show for your ears hosted by Justin Michael. Each episode brings together a fan of Batman the Animated Series or a special guest who worked on the TV show to discuss their favorite episodes from the legendary 90s cartoon. Why? Because I love this show, and you probably do too. Find this amazing podcast. It's a delight. Find it on iTunes. If you love Batman as much as I do, you're going to want to check that shit out. Now, Cosplay of the Week. And I have to slow it down because Cosplay of the Week is a fine ebony cosplayer named at Final Chase. She has done amazing fucking cosplay from Jubilee to fucking Starfire, both Peter Parker and Miles Morales, gender benders, Yusuke Urameshi from Yu Yu Hakusho, Supergirl, Domino, and the list goes on and on and on. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram and let her know that the Elijah Bailey Show sent you. Now it's time for Anime of the Month. Anime of the Month is The Devil is a Part-Timer. What happens when literally the devil, the king of the underworld, is transported to Tokyo, Japan? He works at a busted-ass McDonald's. He enjoys the work, and he gives up his demonic ways. Check out this amazing action comedy uh, by clicking the link in our description, which will take you straight to either one of our most popular and awesome anime sites, Funimation or Crunchyroll. Manga of the Month is one of my favorites, Boku no, no Hero Academia, or as most know, My Hero Academia. Follow a kid that had no powers. He was quirkless in a world full of superpowered beings that were just born that way. He meets his idol, gets a superpower, and this is his story of how he becomes the greatest superhero of all time. Again, my name is Elijah, a.k.a. 5000. Thank you for joining episode 97 of The Elijah Bailey Show, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.